Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I I get it. It's one knucklehead, and it shouldn't shouldn't let it get to me. Look, uh, sometimes I feel like telling people off. A guy wants to call my show and try to insult me, there's a good chance he's going to get told off. End of story. We move on. Don't take it personally. Don't really care. I'll be all right. And I do appreciate the positive support from the majority of people out there. But you get one immature kid who's got nothing better to do, and there you have it. 810, I got to tell him off, unfortunately. 877-337-6666. Mo is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Mo? What's up, Sal? How are you, Mo? Very good, very good. I just want to make one quick point, and mm-hmm. I'm going to let you elaborate on it. Um, the Giants are 6-2 and two right now. Mm-hmm. They got past their toughest team on the schedule, which was the Ravens. And now they're in win mode. They got a smooth schedule coming up. Oh, you think the Ravens are the toughest team on their entire schedule? I think so. More so than Dallas or Philadelphia? Well, maybe not Dallas, but other than that, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that. But yeah, especially on Thanksgiving, that's going to be a hell of a game. I cannot wait yeah, for that. Yeah, that's going to be great. Anyway, so go I ahead. Want to just want to say um, they're in win mode right now. They got a pretty smooth schedule coming up, aside from the two Dallas, aside from the one Dallas game, and maybe. Two Philadelphia games, and but uh, I think right now they know they're going to have to do something for the rest of the season because they seem to be winning. They better. If I was Joe Joe Shane, I would go out and get a wide receiver before the deadline on Tuesday. You have so well today at four o'clock. You have somebody that you want in particular. I know Brandon Cooks was rumored. Who who do you? Yeah, I was I was thinking a little bit outside the box. Go ahead. What about a guy like Mike Williams from the Chargers or Tyler Boyd from the Bengals? Well, the problem is, I mean, why would those teams trade those guys? I mean, Chargers aren't trading Mike Williams, no chance. And I wouldn't well, think that. Give them enough. 
No, I mean, no, they're trying to win right now. There's not enough. They're not looking for picks. Usually you're going to pick apart from a team that wants picks in exchange for a player, but there's no way Mike Williams is going to get traded from the Chargers, and I wouldn't think Boyd. Now, Boyd might not have been a bad idea had Chase been healthy. I mean, he's the third option there behind Higgins, but even then, I still don't think that's possible because the Bengals, you know, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, they're trying to get back there, so they're not looking to give away good players for picks. Potentially, could they have been had? Maybe if you give away good enough picks for for Boyd, but I, Williams is a no go, and I highly doubt that a guy like other, Boyd would be uh, be available. Other than that, I'm not really interested in seeing Elijah Moore, Jerry Judy. Or you don't like Judy Claypool? Not really. Well, I think Judy's I, good. I like Jerry Judy. I'd rather I'd rather KJ Hamler from the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, well, look, you could have your pick, and Joe Shane will from whoever's available if he doesn't uh, decide uh, to make a move. Me, personally, I think Judy's a stud. I like Brandon Cooks, too, but again, he's a different type player, more of a veteran yeah, guy. Is he, is he the type of wide receiver that's always going to be able to get it, or just he's just a deep threat, which Daniel Jones doesn't need to use those type of players? Well, I mean, Jones has a big arm, can throw the football down the field, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Brandon Cooks stretching out the defense. Judy, though, to me, of that group, would be my favorite uh, all-around wide receiver. I think he could be explosive. But, you, remember, but you agree that... But you agree that Claypool is just totally not a good idea? Uh, I don't love Claypool myself. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Nah, not necessarily for me. I, I Like I said, would I be opposed to it? Put it this way. I think Claypool would be an upgrade, and I think he's a guy with a chance to grow from where he's been. He's shown some signs, but I'd much rather Jerry Judy. If you could get Jerry Judy, I think that would be a stud acquisition for what, the Giants. What do you think they would have to give up for Jerry Judy? I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly at this point what Denver's going to be looking for, Mo, and thank you for the call. I would imagine. I mean, Fleegs, what do you think? Are we talking second-round pick for Judy? I mean, the guy was a high first-round pick. No? I mean, yeah, I don't know exactly, but I do remember reading from multiple places that the Broncos' asking price on Jerry Judy is very high. And over the last few weeks, yeah. he's been playing a little bit better. Seems like there's more chemistry developing with Russell Wilson. And with them winning against the Jaguars, I don't know how much they're going to still be looking to sell Jerry Judy, who's under contract beyond this year, if they don't get a lot for him. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be anything less than a second rounder. And even then, you know, I don't know. The, the trades right, are like, weird. Do they, do they take the third round pick the Giants just got for Kadarius Toney? I don't think so. I don't think that's enough for them. The Giants are a team where they probably want a receiver who is under contract right. this year and then moving forward because they don't want to give up draft picks. They're still in a rebuild, even though they're 6-2 and two this year. They don't want to just trade for a guy who's a rental. Right. And a team like that with a player like that under control for a year plus, they're going to be looking to get a lot more in return than a team that's in the Giants' position will want to give up. Right, so let's say, and I think you just nailed it precisely, this is not just about right now. This is about now and then the future. And it would be great for them to replace Kadarius Tony with a guy that they believe in and a guy that they would want. Judy, to me, would be the perfect fit. If Jerry Judy, now I don't think it's going to happen, but if Jerry Judy got traded today by 4 p.m. and the Giants got him, that is a huge, huge move from Joe Shane. And I do think it takes the Giants... Up another notch. I think he could be that type. Remember, Judy was, I mean, he was a big deal when they drafted him. I still think he can be. I don't know why people are down on him. As you mentioned, Fleeks, he's been getting better. It's To me, that's more about Nathaniel Hackett and that offense and Russell Wilson not being able to get the job done. Not a knock on Judy. And Denver's got so many weapons, maybe they can 
afford to part ways with Judy. And look, if they trade Bradley Chubb and they're trading Judy or Hamler or both, then maybe they are feeling like they're in a rebuild mode and just want to stockpile picks. See, I even view Judy a little bit different there. Chubb, maybe they say, all right, we're not going to give him the mega extension after the season. If we can get a first-round pick, we're going to just go in a different direction. Hamler, again, was a second-round pick. Maybe mm. they don't want to invest in him the same way. If they, it, sh- it shows you, if anything, if they want to trade Hamler, that they value Judy more to be that guy along with Cortland Sutton. I love Judy. I loved him since college. He was a guy that I even had my eye on at the time. As much as the yeah. Jets needed alignment, it was kind of tempted to think, man, how great would Jerry Judy be as a member of the Jets? I, I love what he does in the field. Even still, I know there have been some struggles. Like, if you told me somehow the Jets and Broncos got on the phone and said, let's trade a headache for a guy that the Broncos are maybe to willing to move on from. Or would you they give up Eli Moore? Like, and, that's exactly yeah. like if the if the Bronco and I still want Elijah Moore to be a big part of this Jets team. But if you told me like, hey, even though the Jets are going to lose a year on the contract, you get to flip one for the other. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm not saying it's realistic. I don't right. think the Broncos right. would want to do that. But I'm saying this. That's how I still value Jerry Judy that highly. But it is crazy to feel the value drop off the cliff with Elijah Moore. I mean, a year ago, this dude was going to be the stud for this team. He was one of the guys that you could expect to be. This is not Denzel Mims. This just kind of happened in the last couple of weeks where all of a sudden, I know they weren't using him, but there was really no need to. And then all of a sudden, somebody tweets something out innocently, and then boom, he goes off the deep end, and, and it's been a major problem to where now there's it's like people are looking at Eli Moore like he's worthless. I, I still think he could be a big-time player, but he's the problem. He's acted like the fool here. I, I can't, I'm can't. i so disappointed in Eli, Elijah Moore. I had such high hopes for him, and I do think he could be a weapon that could be utilized. Maybe that's not a bad idea to try to trade one problem for another, but I, I do believe Joe Douglas and the Jets still believe in Eli Moore's talent, ultimately. 877-337-6666. Pat is calling from South Amboy. What's up, Pat? Sal, big fan, Sal, big fan. How are you, Pat? I appreciate that. I'm well. Question for you. You're starting a team tomorrow. Do you want a big-name, top-notch coach, or do you want the big quarterback? I'll hang up and listen. Well, I mean, give me a second here, and thank you for the call, Pat. I appreciate it. I mean, there's different circumstances here or different ways you could go. Are we talking I could pick any coach that I want and any quarterback that I want? Or I should say, or any quarterback? I would probably go with the head coach almost every time. I really believe. I mean, you're seeing it with the Giants with Brian Dable. You're seeing it with the Atlanta Falcons with Arthur Smith. Good head coaches can maximize the talent that they have to work with. Now, obviously, you'd like to have a talented quarterback. I think that that helps everything out. That makes average coaches become great or bad coaches become average. But to me, a I'll give you an example of why I would take the head coach. If Patrick Mahomes was drafted to the Jets, do you think he'd be the same quarterback that he's been under Kansas City and Andy Reid or with Kansas City and under Andy Reid? I don't. I mean, he's still got that talent. He's still got the ability. But I also think he was someone who benefited from being 
drafted to the perfect situation for him. Andy Reid saw him and knew how to use him. Others did not. Therefore, to answer your question, I would take the coach. Now, this is just an NFL-specific thing. Obviously not any other sports. I think it's different in the NFL where coaching means that much. If I were allowed to draft either a coach or a quarterback, I'm taking Bill Belichick and or Andy Reid, I guess, for that matter. But, I, you know, I love Belichick. I think he's the best I've ever seen. I'm taking him, and I already know that no matter what, every Sunday, I'm going to have a pretty large advantage in the coaching department, which is more than half the battle. I'll figure it out at the quarterback position. And there are other ways to win. If you take the best quarterback in the league, you know, Josh Allen as well was also a product of coaching. Whether it's Brian Dable, whether it's McDermott, Josh Allen was not the same in year one or year two that he is right now. It's also a great example for Zach Wilson doubters. Well, you looked at Josh uh, Allen a couple years ago, and it was, eh, he fumbles too much, he's reckless, he's putting his body in harm's way, they didn't have the proper weapons. They built that organization the right way around him, and eventually it worked. They had the right coaching there. It helped. And look at what he is today. But I feel like if you take the pieces around the great quarterback away, including the head coach, I don't think that quarterback, whoever it may be, will be as successful. With the head coach, at least you know you have the foundation of, okay, this is what we are. This is what we're going to be. Billy calling from Delaware. What's up, Billy? Hello. Hi, Billy. I'm doing all right. I'm a Jet fan for Mm. a long time, since the days of Richard Todd, 1970s, actually. I'm 56 years old. And I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to understand Okay, Zach Wilson, the second pick in the draft, all right, he had one good college year, one. The other two seasons that he had would be at BYU, and they played such great competition, you know, in the WAC conference, whatever conference they end. Well, why would you worry about that? Who cares? Can I please finish? Can I please finish? Oh, okay. yeah, 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 you can. Two, well, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Can, can, I, can I respond to what you say? I mean, you did call the talk show. You know, we talked to each listen, other. Listen, listen. Yeah. Can I say something, please? Maybe. I mean, if you, if you let me. If, if, yeah, this is my show. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. He had one good college season. Okay. And then the Jets pick him number two. Okay. He can't stay on the field last year and this year already. Okay. What is his completion percentage? What, 54, okay. 56? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's something like, like that. I think yeah. these days when all they do is throw the ball. All they do is throw the ball. All they do is dink and dunk and throw horizontal. They don't even throw vertical no more in the NFL like they used to. Okay? So his completion percentage is not good. Okay? He can't really read a defense. Okay? Oh, my God. Okay. You got – how many more get now, – now they trying to blame Joe Flacco. They trying to demote Joe Flacco. And who beat the Cleveland Browns? Zach Wilson did that? I don't know. Am I allowed to talk now or no, Billy? I'm just asking you a question. Well, I don't know. I'm asking you a much, you idiot. 
I mean, you can't even come on it. No, first of all, come say that to my face. I mean, geez, what is wrong with people? This guy comes on, he has an attitude with me because I believe in Zach Wilson. And he starts talking about the competition that he played in college. Who cares, you moron, who we played in college? What about quarterbacks from the SEC? How do they work out? So just because you play in the SEC, that means you're going to be a great quarterback in the NFL? That doesn't mean anything. Now you're talking about Joe Flacco and who beat the Browns? Did you watch that game? Who beat the Browns? The Jets, by the grace of God, somehow beat the Who beat the Browns? The Browns beat themselves. That's how they won that game. The Browns beat themselves. Oh, my God. Good God. Thank you, Fleegs, right, for bringing up the same point here. And Fleegs, by the way, who's a Wilson detractor, reminds me, the Jets did win four games with Zach Wilson. Like, I don't get it. By the way, if you want to come on and make a point against Zach Wilson, that's fine. I get it. I'm open to hearing it. Do not come on and insult me, though. I mean, A, you're telling me how to talk. Well, you Can I finish? Can I finish? No, you can't. I have something to say to counter your point. And I, last I checked, I believe it is my show. Now, if you want to come host it, uh, I'm more than well. I'll go home. I'm fine with that. I'm tired as it is. I've already worked a day today. You want to come in here and take over, you're more than welcome to. I'll go home. But as long as I'm sitting here, I do believe it is my show, so I'll talk when I feel like it. Oh, my God. I just don't understand it, Fleeks. Am I out of my mind, or was that call... I I don't want to say disrespect, but like he got off to the wrong... Tone, right? If I want well, to interject. It had, it had all the elements because it had the, I'm just going to make a thousand points. And like when he said, I asked you a question. No, he asked you like 40. I don't know. Right. Some of them seemed like they may be rhetorical. Some were serious. I don't know which he wanted you to answer, which ones he didn't. He just comes on. I'm going to make a barrage of points, just unload on you. And like when you're saying, can I respond? And maybe we'll just go back and forth one point at a time. No, and then he gets disrespectful. Like, how dare you talk back to me? Like, well, well it's I'm the your, one with, right. It's your show. I'm the one with the sensitive I answer the skin. phone. You know, it's the fan. You're gonna talk to Sal, like, because it's Sal's show. And then the cursing, you did, the casual cursing that oh we, we get God. from again. Most callers don't know what happens because we dump it all. I mean, in the last year, it has picked up exponentially. <laughs> and again, it's <laughs> right. not it's not people calling to do it intentionally. They're going to curse you out. They're going to try to be funny. It's no, just it's people casual. that it has slipped into their casual everyday language. Which is fine. And now in this case, it was not casual. He was calling me a derogatory name. But the point is, one of the reasons why I like to interrupt there or in this particular case, because I had something... That I wanted to counter with. Right, to respond to the to what second he was saying. of 5,000 points Correct. Let's just get this out of the way. Then you can go on because I know what's going to happen. He's going to go on and on and on like he did. And then I'm going to either forget to respond to the thing that I wanted to or don't know where to begin with him. So you bring up a point. Let me counteract that stupid point. Then you could get to your next stupid point, and then I'll counter that. But he wanted to go on and on and on, and then he's got sensitive. And he... Think about the irony here. He Because I was saying when he finally stopped talking, can I talk now? He took offense to me saying that, showing thin skin himself while calling me thin skinned. See the irony there? And a little bit of projection on Billy's part. Yeah, well. <laughs> Holy cow. Now, you are not a... 
See, you're a prime example here, Fleegs. It is now a day or so. We're Tuesday morning, technically. Have you calmed down on your thoughts about, well, you were pretty harsh on him on Twitter. And I don't know where you stood before this game on Zach Wilson. Did you believe in Zach Wilson before this game or no? Where would you stand on that? I was highly skeptical and highly concerned coming into the game. But I'll tell you why. Like, I was furious during the game because, he, <laughs> he listen, he, he lost in the game. He was a big part of him and Franklin Myers. They lost the Jets the game. If not for his post-game comments, I might have calmed down and said, you know what, bad game. He's in his second year. He has to be a lot better, but let's see what he does moving forward. Maybe they can wash this one away. Because of how he answered stuff post-game and just kind of showed you, like, no, he has no interest in taking accountability, being responsible, or admitting what he did wrong when Robert Sala, who I'm not a big fan of, has been saying for the last year and a half, he has to know when to throw the ball away. He has to know when to be safe and do what's right for the team. And Zach Wilson coming out after playing 18 games in the NFL as a quarterback in New York. And, just, I mean, his comments today shocked everybody. Like, Boomer today, there's all these former quarterbacks who played the game. Even Orlovsky, who stunk. There's just there's a certain understanding that seemingly every other quarterback, at least the ones who have been successful in this league, understand that. You know, when you're on that level, Eli Manning took responsibility for every Giants loss that he was a part of, whether or not he was responsible for it or not. Every time Eli Manning threw an interception that went right through receivers' hands, and it was a perfect throw, Mm. and it was picked off, Eli Manning said, I have to be better. And we kind of roll our eyes and say, oh, you're just, you're protecting your teammates. But that's the kind of stuff your, your teammates respect. That's how you win over a locker room. So if anything, I'm more angry with Zach Wilson just because his post game showed me that this kid still has so much growing up to do and I don't know I see all the talent on the football field he has all the ability that you dream of right I don't know if he's gonna put it together and I got the sense that he doesn't want to this just seems like a spoiled kid who doesn't want to listen to anybody yeah see I mean I think that that's all fair assessment and I think you nailed it where you see the potential from him. We don't know. We could read the quotes or watch the post-game presser. We're not in the room with the coaches and what they're telling them. I never met Zach Wilson or talked to him, so it's hard to see if it's just him being young and is going to learn, or is he really arrogant and immature. We're going to find out. I need at least to see what happens from now, especially going through adversity, which I thought he went through last year and came out the other end okay, which is another reason why I was a believer in Zach Wilson. But I want to see now how he now handles this because he has not gotten ripped to this level here just yet. This is going to be a new level of dealing with the adversity and the media and fans going after him. He's going to have to respond in a big way over the next two weeks. These are huge games for him now. I mean, and this is a tough one because he has now a big game facing adversity against a team that is significantly better than the Jets, whereas I don't think the Patriots are a better football team, and he's facing so much heat because he was responsible for costing the Jets a game that they could have and you might argue should have won. Well, next week, that's not going to be the case. Whether Zach Wilson plays well or poorly, they're probably going to lose to the Bills anyway, but now the spotlight's really going to be on him in what's most likely going to be one of his tough, two toughest spots of the season, home against Buffalo, at Buffalo, against that defense and now the pressure's really on him. And you just got the sense from Salah after the game and even his teammates after the game and today, they're saying the right things. But I get the sense that they're a little annoyed with how he handled not Not the throwing the interception right, so the much, but the, the, 
the decision-making where he makes a selfish choice because he wants to make a play over the safe one that helps the team, and then the post-game comments, that, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, maybe you can make that mistake once. You have to apologize for it, be better, and move on. If you double down on that in the NFL and with 52 other guys in the locker room, you're not going to survive. No matter, you have to be the best player in the history of the sport. You have to be Tom Brady yelling at his teammates on the sideline when it works when the team is winning and when he's good with the Patriots. You're seeing right now, when Tom Brady's not playing as well, that doesn't even work for the greatest of all time against the Buccaneers. The respect factor is so big. That's what we're going to have to see from Zach Wilson this Sunday. And I don't care, and I'll take a call here before we break. We just want to get one more call in. I don't care if they hold him, if they don't hold him accountable publicly yet, but they better be after what he said the post game this week. If Sala and LaFleur aren't doing that, and I would hope that they will, behind closed doors, let him know why what he said was wrong, why he can't do that. Obviously, what he did on the football field with the interceptions as well. They need to be teaching that behind closed doors, and then I'd be okay with it. James is calling from Jericho. What's up, James? Steve's just said, too, it's his comments post-game. And I, I really believe that the Jets fans, uh, obviously I'm one of them, we were still shell-shocked from uh, Sam Darnold. You know, uh, we, we, there's another wasted pick, top three pick, first I mean, first series, when he, uh, first play of the game of his pro career, throws a pick six. <laughs> I remember. I mean, yeah. yeah, we just have this, <laughs> you know, this jet mentality that here we go again. And, and Sal, it was the way that the interceptions occurred. It wasn't him stepping into a throw, going through a receiver's hands, a tip ball. I mean, they were just, like you, you brought it up before, the sideline throw. I, it was just unbelievable. Lazy and, throws, like kind of lofting the ball up there for grabs. You can't do it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then uh, it's the other thing, too, that I noticed. He has a little bit of this Matt Harvey thing, and it might be a bad comparison, but, like, you know, he's out on the town. He's, he's acting like he's somebody when he's nobody yet. He hasn't done a damn thing here except throw interceptions. He, the four games that we won, he, ha- he didn't throw a, uh, a touchdown in three of them. He, I don't. I don't. I want to know another quarterback in the league who's gone three consecutive games, whether it's their first year, second year, third year, three consecutive games without throwing a, a touchdown, and the team won by forty points. By uh, you know, how well, didn't points? Daniel Jones do that uh, this year? I know he hasn't been throwing a lot of touchdowns. I don't know exactly the numbers, but I just. So what? What is your? Are you just trying to? Put him in his place right now, James, or do you not believe in Zach Wilson? Period. You're done with him. No, I want to. I want to try to be level-headed about it. I'm very emotional about this uh, pass game because obviously, with the penalty call on the roughing the pass, I feel like the game could have went a totally different way. But he'd be having a different conversation. But uh, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think Zach Wilson is the guy for this year. I just don't think he's the guy. All right. Well, we're going to find out. And look, either way, and thank you for the call, James. Good stuff. I appreciate checking in. Either way, he's going to get the opportunity this year, as he should. But look, if he goes out there and screws up again in the next couple of weeks, they they may bench him. And like I said, they probably should if he plays that poorly. He's been benched before. He could be benched again. But they got to do everything they can to put him in a position to succeed. I got the... I did get the sense of an evil Zach Wilson after last game. Where he was nice, always smiling and saying the right things. And this game, maybe like fans, like many fans, frustrated to lose and embarrassed that he threw the three picks. And, you know, even more, I'm sure, embarrassed. You hope he's embarrassed after what he said and the blowback that he's getting for that. But 
I, I just feel like the overreaction to burying him now, saying that he's not the guy, I think that's a little bit much. We'll find out. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Fan 877-337-6666. A feisty hour and a half to start things off. I mean, come on, guys. Why do we got to do this? I just want to be left alone and do a nice little talk show here. Why do you got to call and get underneath my skin and make me lose it? Two so far. No more. Yeah, all right. Two so far. No more. That's it. Next one that gets under my skin, I'm not reacting to it. Automatic hang-up. Uh, all right, 877-337-6666. Dan is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Dan? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Hey, good morning. Uh, first of all, you should be very proud of what you do. <laughs> you have a very cool career, and nobody should criticize you. Well, um, I mean, th- thank you. Look, it's not for everybody. I get it. And I, I understand that... Uh, to, to, see, for me, though, Dan, it's what I wanted to do. So I'm the one who chose it, and I just find it funny that people – and by the way, I'm fortunate to be able to choose something and then ha- have the opportunity to do it. So it's funny to me how people try to knock me down by saying that, oh, it's, it's bad hours or whatever, when this is what I chose to do. Like, it just it just doesn't make any sense. People are so, people are so negative. People are jealous of you, Sal. Yeah, well, they shouldn't Great. be. It's not as glorious as it may seem. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, listen. I, I want to tell you this. Yeah, I'm been, I'm 51 years old. I've been a Jets fan since I think I'm 10 years old. Last since 2010, the Jets have been completely, thoroughly dominated by the Patriots, <laughs> except for you know when Rex Ryan was there those sure. couple years. And I think on, I mean I got crazy during the game. <laughs> 
I lost it. My son thought I was a lunatic. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, it's like all the, the negative feelings from the past being dominated for 20 years, you know, Belichick running up the score on us, you know, them calling the Jets game at Foxborough a homecoming game. <laughs> and they they seem to be a wounded dog coming into the Meadowlands. Yeah, this was your opportunity for payback and revenge. The Jets coaches were talking and, tough. Yeah, and all the failure, all the past, you know, you know, all the anger against Zach Wilson is just simply mis- misplaced anger from the past. It's not right to, to put this on him. He's a young guy. Same thing with Salah. Same thing with O'Four. I mean, granted, the, the, the interceptions to me look like week two, year one rookie interceptions. Right. They were. They were bad. Right, but the level of anger and vitriol against you know him, I think it's just way overblown because of the last twenty years. Well, I think you nailed it, and just writing him off. I mean, it's one thing to criticize him for the one game, but writing him off after that as if oh well, he's definitely not the guy. I don't know. You could think that, but to say it definitively, where we haven't even seen him play a full season yet, I think is a little strong. Would you? Would you break there, Dan? What'd you do? You said you lost it. What what went on in the house when you lost? No, it? What went on? Just you know the the interceptions where he's throwing the ball to nobody. And then how'd you react? To throw the ball out of bounds, and you know it's you know it's just. But your reaction to it? You, you, you said yeah. you went nuts. Your son thought you were crazy. What what was what was taking place in the house? No, nah, it's like freaking screaming, man. You know, it's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, been there. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the Jets, they get nuts. It's, uh, it's just all this failure, and you want them to do well. And they see, and then to tell you the truth, really, you know, after I said what I just said to you, I think you have to acknowledge, at least for now, at least where we are today, the defense is far ahead of the offense. Without Brees Hall, Brees Hall masked some of Zach Wilson's limitations. Having a home run hitter in the backfield took some pressure off him. Now that's not there. Now maybe people will stack the box. And yeah. it'll be more difficult for him. And he's going to have to and adjust. Be- and I, I think he can. Let's see if he could do it, though, Dan. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. And it is funny. And look, we've all been there before. I mean, if you're a sports fan listening to the station, we've been there. Cursing, screaming, yelling, throwing things, breaking things at times. The worst, I think, that I ever uh, had happen was the night that it was the day-night doubleheader between the Mets and Yanks in 2000 in the regular season. The night that after they lost the day game with Doc Gooden on the mound at Shea, I was at that game, and that that was the uh, Lee Mazzilli and uh, Todd Zeal at first base calling interference on the first play of the game. God. Anyway. The night game was at Yankee Stadium. I went home, and I was watching from home, and Clemens drilled Piazza, who had owned him, as you know, drilled him in the head. Piazza went down. The eyes rolling in the back of his head. I took a wiffle ball bat and smashed a stereo that my parents had bought for me for Christmas. And it was like a three-disc CD player. Yeah, this is talking about 2000, whatever. I probably had it since the late 90s, whatever. And I took a wiffle ball bat to it. My mom's like, what are you doing? What's going on down there? And I wanted to kill Roger Clemens. I still have not forgotten about that or let that go. Fleegs, you have one where you've overreacted to? That was probably the worst for me. What do you have? You have a good one? So mine wasn't even a game. Mine was a draft. 
2013. I'm a senior in college. It, you know, it's wrapping up, but I'm a, a lab attendant. So kids are working on their final projects, and these kids are, you know, the kids that skip the entire year of class, they only show up, you know, for the final project, the final week. So you're dealing with the, you know, how do I record something? How do I turn the microphone on? Like right. questions like those. So my patience is already wearing thin, and there are rumors throughout the entire day that the Jets are going to draft somebody at near the start of the second round that I cannot stand. So even though I know it's coming, when I'm watching on the TV in the lab, with whatever pick it was, 30 some pick in the 2013 NFL draft, the New York Jets select Geno Smith, quarterback, <laughs> West Virginia. I picked up, it was like, you know, like the little, uh, like the pencil cases, not the one you carry around, but the one that's like on a desk right. with the three pencil holder. Slots. Yeah. There's pencils in there, markers for the whiteboard, everything, scissors, it's everything, and chucked it <laughs> at the whiteboard. Made a mark, just screaming, Kurt, this stupid team. And I got, I got, I, I was, I didn't want Mike Tannenbaum fired. I didn't want John Idzik. So I'm, I hate this new regime, screaming, cursing, and now ended up being right about Idzik. Gino, maybe not, although it took him nine years. I wasn't waiting that long for yeah, right. a quarterback. And it's just funny now because I look back and I'm watching this game on Sunday, like, huh, that's how I reacted to this guy being drafted. If he walked over to the Jets right now, he'd be the best quarterback since Namath. Oh, man. Yeah, that's great. Not even reacting to a and game. at least a few years later, the last time I visited that room, that mark on that whiteboard is still <laughs> there. It, it, again, it's a whiteboard, so it's mm. tough to tell. But if you go up to it, it, like I know where it is, and it's still there. That's fantastic. From not even a game, usually the game gets you all fired up. I mean, obviously there's reason to it, as you mentioned with the story. But I'm sure every sportsman part. I can't. I can't even imagine what I would have done to that whiteboard if I was in school the year after that when John Idzik used all 12 picks in a draft. Oh God. Idzik is like and got nothing from him. The fact that he was actually a general man—that that is the—that's worse than Brody Van Wagenen. I mean, John Idzik. Oh. And Brody Van Wagenen had charisma. What, he was it, bad, but he had charisma. Right? Idzik had zero quality to him. Zero. Had no idea what he was doing. Draft wise, cap wise, whatever. I had zero. John Idzik. Oof. That's got to be one of, if not the worst hires in the history of New York sports. I mean, Woody Johnson had one? a run of John Idzik. Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles. I still think, like, at least you could make a case for McCagnan and Bowles. Now, it didn't turn out very well. You, Idzik, like, at the time, everybody was like, who the hell is this dude? Right. McCagnan had the scouting background. John right. Idzik was, you hired a cap guy to run the entire operation. Like, you went to one of the best front offices in the sport, yes, and you didn't take any of the scouts, any of the player development people, any of them, college, pro, nothing. Oh, you took the guy who just. This is who we want. You just crunch the numbers. What a terrible and had no per- again. If he if he was that background, but had the personality of as much as I didn't like him, a guy like you said, Brody Van Wagenen, you would say, okay, I get how that guy could win you over in an interview. The second John Idzik came out there for his introductory press conference, yeah, it was an embarrassment. Everybody was like, wait, what? And then he ends up getting fired because of a press conference almost two years later. The the worst probably in my lifetime, and we'd have to go back and check ever, but no doubt one of the worst ever. Uh, all right, let's get back to one real quick call before we break. Unless you want me to go to 54 or something, but I do want to get this call. And Mike is in Brooklyn. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How are you this morning? How are you, Mike? Good, good. This is uh, actually Mike Earn. They went from uh, UHRAN from uh, Twitter. It's been a while. Um. Okay. I'm. I'm not. Oh, no, that's yeah. when you always say I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Now I got you, Mike. How you been? All right. Good, man. How are you? 
Good, good. What is it, a full moon tonight, post-Halloween, with uh, the first hour yeah. and a half of callers? I mean, I, I guess so. Look, the majority have been fine, but it's always the two that stick out. They make me get nuts, and I don't want to do it. I don't know. what. Maybe they get some bad candy handed out here. What's going on? <laughs> I, but I don't want to lose my mind on people. I want to just funny. talk sports. Why can't we do that? <laughs> nice. All right, well, I got two two points for you if you, if you have a couple seconds. Um, first point is, like, I was talking to Fleegs about this. I don't understand. When was the exact point in, in the NFL in last years where guys don't sit anymore? Be- uh, like, like after the draft, and meaning like Rodgers sat behind Favre. Mm-hmm. You had Lamar Jackson sit. You had Mahomes sit. Now all these guys like, say, Wilson, even uh, Lawrence, Fields, even Darno when he was here, they didn't sit at all. So I, I understand like the draft capital and stuff like that, but. Like, well, the they, first they year sit. it goes back to me was 2008 where you had both Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan start as rookies and had immediate success. Prior to that, uh, maybe it's happened before, I do, I'm, I'm sure rookies have started or whatever, but I'm saying they had immediate success. Prior to that, it was it, it never happened. If it, I mean, if it did, it was extremely rare. And then once... Atlanta and Baltimore respectively had success with the rookie quarterbacks Ryan and Flacco that year in 2008. I think you started to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And then the way that the cap is lined up now where, you know, it's not like you could have these guys sit and learn for a year, two, three years, whatever it may be before handing over the range. You got to figure out what they are by year two, by year three. So it's been a little bit of it, – it's not one way all the time. You mentioned Mahomes who sat. You mentioned Rodgers mm-hmm. who sat, although that's a while ago. But I, I think that it's just more of a common thing now where, hey, you draft him, you might as well throw him out there and let him play, see what he's got. But the problem is it's like such a disservice because, yeah, there's some guys that maybe can come right out and do fantastic, but there's a lot of guys. Because they say, like, when you when you listen to uh, guys like, say, Boomer and stuff like that, that, that say the difference between, like, the college-level game and the professional-level game is such a difference. And, like, I don't understand, at least a half a year or a year, you know, but... I don't know. Right, and even, you, you do have it. Remember, Daniel Jones, it was all the Kansas City model. We want him to sit and learn. Yeah. I personally still believe in that, having a young rookie quarterback sit for a year and learn. And, yeah, me too. And then go from there, at least for one year. But remember, too, that's why the infrastructure of the organization is so important. That's why, to me, if Patrick Mahomes went somewhere that wasn't Kansas City and didn't have Andy Reid and didn't have Alex Smith to learn from and he were thrown to the Wolves, who the hell knows what he could have been? He would have been a guy that maybe was throwing five picks a game and everybody would have been like, oh, this guy sucks, let's get rid of him, and maybe his confidence is ruined forever. You don't know. Of course, yeah, that's the point. And actually, just uh, one other point, just to change gears a little bit. One thing that drives me, t- I know you're a Mets fan, I'm a diehard Mets fan as well. One thing that dri- is driving me totally nuts is that I hear people on on the, the station as well as like friends of mine that are fans, not to sign DeGrom. I'm like, first of all, who the hell are you going to sign that's out there? The only two people that are out there that are semi-decent are Rodon and Verlander. And then what happens if, you know, Bassett, Carrasco, and Walker all decide not to come back? You know, what do you do? I don't even understand that. What do you think? Well, it's there's a difference between not wanting DeGrom, and thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate you checking in. There's a difference between not wanting DeGrom and not wanting DeGrom at a ridiculous price. I mean, if he wants five years at $40, 45000000 million per year, I mean, would you want to commit that to him? I don't know how you can trust him. 
He hasn't been healthy in a couple years. He also, there are rumors and rumblings, or however you want to phrase it, that say that DeGrom does not want to be here. I mean, you're going to give, let's say they give him $45 million for five years. You're going to give him $225 million bucks? Or two fifty dollars if he wants $50 million a year? That's where, I can't speak for everybody else, but I think that's where I would draw the line. Okay, well, yeah, sure, I'd love to have DeGrom back. What about $50 million for three years, one hundred and fifty, Or maybe add a fourth year, let's say you go 45 per year times four, 45 times four, you know, 180. You could get up to, let's say, 180, roughly. He could either have three at 150, four at 180. I don't think I'd go the extra, and then we'd go five. You know, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, 40. And maybe I guess the max would, at that point, might as well just go 40 million a year for 200 million. I don't know if I'd go 200 million. God, that's a lot of money. And you're tying up, you know, 80 plus million bucks in Scherzer and DeGrom. And by the way, it wasn't just Scherzer and DeGrom that didn't get the job done in the postseason. You've now seen Justin Verlander struggle multiple times out. You've seen Zach Wheeler get hit up a little bit. So it's others too. But you're right. The alternative to DeGrom is not very good. It's just taking that money, putting it elsewhere. Max Scherzer is going to be the ace of this rotation. You're going to have Tyler McGill, David Peterson in that rotation. That's three. In all likelihood, Carlos Carrasco will be back. That's four. Now, look, do you want depth? I mean, maybe they do sign Rodon. I don't think they're going to go after Verlander, nor would I. I believe the Mets are going to try to bring DeGrom back. It's just a matter of to what extent do they go. Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? Come on, man. The guys that bully you, that's kind of just total sleep for That's what you did to me last night. I was calling you. I woke up from watching my football all day. And then I called you to talk about my dog. And then oh, for some reason, I don't know why you attacked me. You said, uh, Jimmy, how's your Sunday going? I said, Sal, it's going pretty good. Uh, you know it's going good, Sal. And then you go, oh, I don't know. Your, dog, your Yankees got swept. And I'm like, saying to myself, what the hell are you talking about? That happened over a week ago. We already spoke before. Then you went into the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm like, oh, he's going down that road again. I thought we were, gonna, I thought we were buddies again. Now, I didn't want to come across and open up my can of worms that I could do, but I was like, why did he mention the Yankees? That was over a week ago, and that's why you'd be fine. So I'm asking you now, why would you go there when we took we took care of that last week? Uh, I don't remember the call specifically, but I did know that you were calling to talk about the Dolphins, and I was just messing with you probably about the Yankees, but I forget. I got to go back and listen to why that I would go there, but I was just messing around with you. No, no, nothing personal. But then you hung up on me because you got because then we got into that little I started going on my Met rant, but I didn't want to go there. But no, anyway. it wasn't. That's nothing to do with the Mets. My issue with you last night, Jimmy, was that you called to tell me instead of talking about the Dolphins, you called to say that I don't like Tua and then prove so by some stats that Tua is good. Well, that's what, well, that's what you said. Without, oh, you're not hanging up on me. Believe me. That's how you were, even last year. You said to I just said yesterday, again, Jimmy, I just said yesterday before you called, as I've been saying in the recent weeks, that Tua is good. 
goes, I've been telling you in recent weeks. Now that I told you, I told you last year. Wait till he gets the necessary. And then this is why I brought has. up. This is why I brought up the Yankees. So we're having the same call. Now you just reminded me. And I said you also told me that the Yankees were going to win no, no, the World no, Series. You the Yankee, you brought the Yankees up before I even mentioned anything about Dalton. You just said it would fuck up my chops a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. Anyway. I don't think that that's the case. But whatever, but it anyway, doesn't. It doesn't anyway. matter. You don't. You anyway. can't, don't be. Don't be so sensitive now. When we can talk it out. You, I'm not foul. Yeah. You know, foul. Listen, I could rip any. If, we were, if you didn't have a sports show, we were in a bar. I would. If trust me, you don't know me. I rip everybody upon the bar. No one can. No one can hang conversation. Conversation being a bar because there's no one to hang up on me. There's no one to bully right. me. It, it's one. Oh wait, wait a second. You are you now accusing me of bullying you? Well, you hung up on me. You attacked me with the Yankee, but, but I said, ah, oh, man, I thought we were buddies, but. Well, hold on a second, Jimmy. Hold on a second. A, that is, you couldn't be more wrong. Bullying you, that that is not bullying you. B, I am going to hang up on you if you're saying something that I don't like. That's what I do to anybody. I mean, we could have a conversation here. But I didn't say that you didn't like. I was telling you about two effects. I wasn't saying nothing bad. Like you guys are talking about Wilson now, right? That's why I was calling out, talking about Wilson. Okay, so then, but you didn't say that. You 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 call talk about Wilson. We're three minutes into the call. You have not mentioned once what you called because to talk I about. I told Fleas. I said I want. I thought Sal would say apology for last night, but the way you hung up, the way like I said you attacked me like like this call attacked you tonight. That's what you did to me last night. But but you say now you were joking around that uh, I just wanted to bust my chops. But the Yankees getting swept, but they got swept over a week ago. And we already took care of that during the week of last week. Well, I did so not. Why? I did not think that I was attacking you last night, and I'm sorry if you felt like that was the case. You wanted to talk about Tua, and you started going on about me predicting things. Anyway, I don't want to rehash it because I don't think anybody listening gives a crap. So please get into whatever point that it is you want to discuss. But anyway, Wilson, he's not. He's not how Tua started off his career. Uh, the guy from Cincinnati, uh, was uh, whatever his name is, uh, and the guy from Herbert, who said he is more like Josh Rosen. And the guy the Jets had a couple of years ago, uh, Sam, or whatever his name, Donald. Donald. And Sal, you come on, you you know baseball, you know everything's based. Look at his numbers and those four games that they won in a row. He had nothing to do with any of those wins. And I'm an outsider. I'm a Dolphin fan. I mean, I, the, the one pass he threw yesterday's game that was that was a perfect pass in the end zone to the corner of the end zone, and then the rest of his game went downhill. And like I said, those four wins, he had he, three games, he had no touchdowns, no interceptions. So the defense won three of the games, and the running back won the one game. And if you go look at his numbers from his career, Sal, his numbers are hard. Every number offensive category for a quarterback is pitiful. Pitiful. And I'm an outsider. I I like to see kid do this. He's only 23, like I said. Two is only 24. Two of his numbers are way, way outstanding, his numbers. And what's going to happen with this kid is, like you said, he's going to get to play the rest of the year. Because remember, next year, uh, they got three agents out there. Lamar Jackson, the guy from Carr from... He, this is going to be his. This is his last shot. If he don't do perform well in these next nine games, he will be done as a Jet, and you know that as a fact. No, but I don't. Well, I don't know that as a fact. I think he's going to get the next year as well. Nah, he's got the solid. Go look again. Look at his numbers. His I don't numbers care about his numbers. You with these but, numbers? I don't care. I watched the Josh games. Rosen got kicked out of the league he's no. He was no good. Yeah, that's Josh he Rosen. Watched, Josh he Rosen game, did nothing. Josh Zach, Rosen did nothing in this league. You can't compare him to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson significantly. Zach, but again, look at all his all his numbers are worse than any quarterbacks in the, in the league. Any quarterback. All right. The worst. You, so you're right. So Zach. So give me the prediction then when Zach Wilson's career is going to be over. This is going to be his last year. He, okay. If, so if this he, is his. This is Zach Wilson's really, last year in the NFL. This last his last year is a starter. Correct. Okay. And if he starts again next year, then what does that mean? Uh, he won't start next year. Okay, but what if he does? Then what? 
I don't think he's got him. He'd actually be my opinion. I don't think he's got him. He doesn't show it. Go look at his career numbers again. You don't like numbers, but numbers speak. No, they don't. They do. Come on. Like you always said, Barry Bonds, numbers speak to get him in the Hall of Fame. Numbers speak. Oh, I don't, I never, you get, I don't remember ever saying that once. Is it okay if I hang up on you and take a break now? Uh, if you say goodnight, Jimmy, then yes. Good night, Jimmy. Say goodnight, Sal. Yeah, I appreciate the call. You know what I was thinking during that call, Fleeks? I'm not sure how much longer I can actually do this. Well, just be careful, because if you go do something else and you hang out at a bar, you might run into Jimmy, who nobody on earth can hang with. Mr. Uh, this guy who the name escapes me, and this other guy who I don't know, and every prediction is wrong. Nobody can hang with him. Meanwhile, I like I, I Jimmy. I think the, Jimmy says nobody can hang with him. It's because nobody outside of the, you know, what wants to hang with him. Meanwhile, and now you're going to have an issue with Jimmy. Meanwhile, We already have our issues. That's me, fine. Meanwhile, I told you, I like, I met Jimmy. He was a nice guy. I don't understand. And then he thinks I'm bullying him. I actually want to go back and listen to the call yesterday because I remember he called to talk about the Dolphins. And I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I brought up the Yankees, but it, there was a reason why I brought it up. And I do believe it was because he started talking about his prediction. Right, because he started saying, because you said to a stunk, and you said, listen, well, at the time... Tua did stink, and you admitted and that. And he was saying, I told and you, you, I told you. you also admitted that Tua has been much better, and you said, right. He was like, I told you so, I told you so. Well, then you tried to play back. All right, what about the other nine predictions out of ten you made that were all, right. all as wrong as you could possibly be? Jimmy, the guy calling every single day throughout the year, the baseball season, don't worry about the Yankees. They're fine. The Astros aren't going to be a problem. The Yankees are going to win the World Series. I mean, <laughs> right. he was right about that series not being a problem. <laughs> Man. Oh, God, Jimmy. All right, it was a good, I mean, a good dude. I met him in person, and I appreciate him listening. I appreciate him calling, but my God. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.